Welcome to In the Dark, everyone. Hope everyone is having a wonderful evening or day or afternoon, morning, wherever you are in the world. I've got listeners all over. Um, I have an interview with Robin tonight, just going over some things that we haven't covered yet. Um, I did get, I took a little a section out of this this uh, interview to add to um, for another podcast night, which I'm going to put up within another day or two, um, where she had done something with the paranormal stuff, like the spirits, demons, ghosts, that type of stuff. And the podcast ended up becoming so long that I really wanted to kind of separate that out from the, the cryptid and the ET world. So I will be posting that up in another, you know, couple days here for you. I've spent most of my day going over this podcast and editing it. It was, it was really long, but we definitely get to talking and, you know, we just love to talk to each other. So, um, I hope you guys enjoy the show tonight. The one thing I did learn from this podcast and talking to Robin today through our discussion, and that's really why I'm here is to learn and to share what I learn and, you know, the encounters that people have so that we can protect ourselves and know what's really going on out there is that the more positivity you have in your life, the more your vibrate, the higher your vibration is going to be. And it's, it's just a way of battling all this. And I think it's extremely important for everybody to understand that, you know, the music that we listen to, the, the shows that we watch, the movies, um, you know, even the comedy, like all the darkness that's out there. I believe the darkness is being engineered that way. I, I believe that the uh, the negativity that's just filling the world and growing darker and darker and it's getting bigger and bigger is what's feeding so much of, of the bad, of this darkness, you know, whether it's Satan, whether it's um, he's part of, you know, a, another group that could be part of the, the cabal and the AI and the winged, you know, reptilians. We don't really know if they're together, they're separate. Um, I just feel that we really need to understand that whatever the dark forces are out there, whether they're all part of the same group or whether they're separated into their own, you know, groups, we need to fight them with as much positivity as we can. Uh, depression, you know, suicide, um, hate, you know, being prejudiced, racism, you know, not liking somebody because they don't share your same religion, you know, or your same belief system, whether you're male, you know, the separation between men and women, you know, the, this thing that we've been brought up to hear and believe about, you know, the separation between men and women and, you know, some of the things that you grow up hearing or you hear later on in life, whether it's through childhood or whether you're an adult when you start to learn it, like I did. I As I got older, I started to learn more and more about how much hate there was directed towards each sex. This is all being engineered. It, it's, you know, 
whatever it is, whatever it's, it's causing it, whatever the, the topic is or the reasons are, you know, it's, it's all being engineered. And, and I believe that it's a way of creating the negativity and that negativity and that hate is what's feeding these entities and these beings that are trying to, to destroy us. So the one thing that I've taken out of this interview tonight is that we need to stay as positive as we can. That means, you know, get rid of all the junk music that's hateful and filled with rage and filled with, you know, disgusting words and, you know, disgusting viewpoints and, you know, get rid of, you know, the, the, even the scary movies, the, the horror flicks and the, you know, it's one thing to be on a show where you're learning about what's really going on in the world, you know, to protect yourself. And it's a whole other ball game when you're just getting on movies that are specifically made to, you know, send out graphic images and, and Satanism and evil and whatever it is. It, it's, it, that's a whole different thing. So, you know, I think a lot of what God judges us on is our intent. I think that's most of what we're judged on. So if you're going into something and you're, you're doing it to be entertained or, you know, you're just really knee deep in, in all the crap and the hate and the anger and the rage and just all of it, the politics, you know, the stuff that's going on with the political system, most of that guys, they're mostly in it all together. You know, there might be a few here and there that are separated from the rest and they're usually the ones that are really hated. So just be careful, you know, really understand that if you're going to sleep at night, put a very low version of the Bible on when you're going to sleep to protect you in your sleep or put on something funny, you know, that's not trash funny. That's, that's good, clean, funny, um, something upbeat. If you're, if you're, you tend to fall asleep at, you know, at the TV, like I do and Robin does, um, during the day, you know, listen to some piano or violin or, you know, something beautiful or something educational or, you know, try to get yourself as surrounded with as much positivity as you can and laugh, laugh as much as you can and try to spread as much love as you can, because that is what's going to ward these things off. So that's what you have to remember, you know, just do the best you can with this. So enough of all that, I am going to now turn you over to the podcast and I hope you guys enjoy the show. Here we go. Hello, lady. Hey, it worked on the first try. How are you? You know, whenever you say that, we end up getting disconnected. I know. I've got to quit being positive like that. Yeah, really. (laughs) Why are you so positive, Robin? (laughs) I know. I have to, too, before we go... I get done talking to you tonight. Send me your email because the video I sent you when it came to me over text, it just didn't do it justice. So my son-in-law is the one that actually took the video. So I had him email it to me. You can see everything like windows in the craft. It's like, Oh my God, he did it. I've not seen such good footage. Like he did an outstanding job. What did he use for a camera? Was it just his phone? Yeah. So what Robin's talking about is now did, when did this take place? It was, uh, you sent it to me last night. Yeah. Like three days ago. This was 
at six, I think it was 644 at night. And then we went out the following night, nothing was there, which was unusual because there's usually something flying around up there. So then I went out last night, nothing was there. I waited an hour, went out and I saw out farther in the distance, I saw more of the white light that was darting all over the place. You know, obviously mm -hmm. not in a, something that our ships can do or planes can do. And mm -hmm. I tried to get a photo of it. And every time I put it on the camera, it was like it wasn't there. I took the camera down and you could watch mm -hmm. it. Put the camera up and nothing was there. That's so weird. I know. Isn't but, that crazy? Yeah, it was a, she she caught a um uh UFO and it is some clear footage. Like this is Yeah, my son in law and... gets credit for all of it because he took it. Like he had gone outside and he go, he sees a lot of this stuff at night because he goes outside to smoke because he doesn't smoke in the house, thankfully. And he goes outside and he'll come in and get me and say, you know, this is going on out here. And, and Pat and I have seen a lot of it as well. But he had gone outside and he saw it and he came in and got us. And so the three of us were outside on the porch. Mm -hmm. It was just beyond belief. Like it really, he outdid himself as far as the footage and the photos. He just, it's, there was just a couple of sections there. It, I mean, this was like, wow. Like, wait and you're telling you me you have something clearer. Yeah. Wait till you see the video. When I email it to you, you can see wow. the saucer spin and you yeah. can see the little squares all the way around the saucer in different colors. And then it had another ship near it where the, the one was the saucer, the other one went up and down, and it was red. I saw that. And, I was yeah, wondering what that yeah. was. No, it was another ship. And it was really bizarre because it was, like, dancing all over the place. The white one was the saucer-shaped one, and then that one moved a little bit as well. And yeah. I was telling Ryan and Pat, I said, you know, years ago, and this was probably, I'm going to stay roughly 2013, and that's an estimation. Um, mm -hmm. I was out in the yard, I was talking to a researcher, and it was like 10 o'clock, 1030 at night. And I saw this saucer come down in my yard, and it was that same red lava colored. And I there was no markings or features on it, it came down and it got probably 15 feet off the ground 1015 feet. And I don't remember anything after that, except Next thing I knew, it was an hour and 45 minutes later in our time, because their oh, time is different. So how long it was in theirs, I don't know. But our time was an hour and 45 minutes. I was standing in my yard. The phone was in my hand, but it was disconnected. And I called the person back that I was talking to. And he said, I just thought your battery died. He said, it went all staticky. And he said, you were gone. So he said, I just, you know, thought her battery died. She'll call me back later. The odd thing about that was, I felt like I was in a trance. I couldn't really You were abducted. Things. Yeah. I couldn't really you verbalize. Were yeah. Like in my mind, I was like, oh my God, oh my God, this just happened. An hour and 45 minutes is gone. What happened while well, that was gone? But my body motions were almost like robotic. And so I got off the phone with him. I walked in the house. My kids were in there. And I said, did everybody, you know, shower, do homework, get a snack, whatever. And they're like, yeah, mom. And they were, they were teenagers at the time. And they're yeah. like, yeah, mom, we're good. And instead of staying up until they went to bed, I was like, okay, you guys go ahead and go to bed. I'm, I'm going to go to bed, which was unusual for me to go first. I yeah. went in, I took a bath, I laid down, I went to sleep. I was in this trance for three days. I got up in the morning, I took them to school, I came home, I made dinner, 
I did everything, but I was not verbal. And they kept right. saying, are you all right? Are you all right? And I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. And in my mind, I was conscious of this. But oh it, I couldn't verbalize it and I couldn't act it. And on the third day, I took him to school in the morning and I came in the house and I went up the same steps that I did that night. And it was like somebody just ripped the blinders off. And I was like hyperventilating. I had a panic attack. I couldn't remember what had been done, but I knew something had been done and there was nobody there to tell. Wow. Just like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. I mean, it was crazy. And so when I saw that the other night, the, the shape was completely different on the red one. So that part didn't throw me. But when I saw the color, I was like, <laughs> I remember that color. It, it looks like right. it's, you know, I mean, it was that to that point. But yeah, this the red one to me, anyway, looked more up and down. Right. But like the shape of a top, you know, like those tops that the kids had. Yep, exactly. That That's what I'm I don't know, you know, what Ryan and Pat might have thought it looked like on that end. But Ryan just did beyond amazing getting the footage and the photos. And then I took it and enlarged it so we could see even more. But it, he did a phenomenal job. It was his find. He was the one that was outside and saw it first and then came and got us. But we've had on the other side of the property, we've had consistently for, I want to say a good year or so, um, these two that come up there and they're always white, but they flash each other. It's like they signal each other and, and talk mm -hmm. to each other. And Pat and Ryan have been out there before with the flashlight, you know, flashing it. And then I'm like, no, just stop. So Ryan stopped doing it. Now I got to get Pat to doing it. But, and then I had a friend of ours from Michigan that was actually here and this was a couple of years ago and he was upstairs and I think he forgot his phone charger or whatever in the car. Anyway, he got up, it was like four or five in the morning, went out to his car to get something, turned around to come in and went, Oh my God, there's a UFO above the garage. And Pat's wow. gone outside because he leaves for work really early. And he like, I want to say within the last 12 months, he walked outside for, to go to work and there was one hovering. Well, I guess it was nighttime. It wasn't in the morning. It was at night. He walked outside to get something from the vehicle and there was one hovering above the garage. And then I've got that photo that I've shown you of the triangle craft above the garage and below it, there's a portal with the head coming out of it. That's wild. That portal picture is nuts. Crazy. It's I mean, you wild can looking. Thing. Just crazy. Yeah. But the ETs have been, I mean, they really have like even the last six months, they've always been active here from the time we moved in. Um, I can remember I went to a doctor's appointment and I went to the stop at the gas station, which is like five miles away. And the foots were mind speaking, going, don't go back to the house. Don't go back to the house. And I said, why? And this was right after we moved in. I said, why can't I go home? And they said, there's a ship there. Look towards the house. And I did. And it, it had been quite large because I could see it. And it was in right. the general vicinity of where the house was. And they were like, you can't go back while it's there. It's looking for you. And I'm like, okay. And so I went to the doctor's appointment and afterwards they said it was gone. So I went ahead and went back home. But yeah, it was crazy. Literally. Crazy. Well, what's the difference between that ship looking for you and then other ones that are showing up? Like what, what's, you know, what's the difference? Like, why do you have to, I mean, how, like, wouldn't they warn you about all of them or was it just that one? I don't know. Like that particular one, whatever was going on with that particular one. And I've seen that one before. Mm-hmm. You know, I wonder why that was concerning to them. 
you know, or maybe they were just trying to spare you an abduction, you know, knowing that you've had them. Well, and they've continued it my whole life. I mean, there was, I mean, the first one I remember I was four. And at that time they told me they had taken me before that. So, but I don't have any memory of that, anything before that. It's really crazy. Like when this was going on out there with the UFO, like the night, it was either that night or the night before I let the dogs out one more time for the night and they're all running around the backyard because I have that fenced in yard behind me and they're all running around acting like crazy people, you know, nothing big. And next thing I know, something grabbed the fence and just shook the crap out of the fence. But it didn't scare the dogs. They just started wagging their tails and went running over to the fence. And yeah, I was like, like, okay, here we go. Is it, was it Brownie, do you think, or somebody that... No, that it wasn't Brownie. I asked to. him if it was him, and he said no. He said it wasn't him. Hmm. That's weird. Yeah, it was, it was totally well, crazy. Well, somebody the dogs like... Apparently, oh, yeah. they, they seem to like them. Like, I'm not having problems with the bothering my dog. I know a lot of people do. Yeah. I've never, I've never had that issue. Like, they've always been really good. Um, when I lived at my other house, you know, I, I told them, here's the deal. You can be here, but, you know, I don't hurt your children. You're not going yeah. to hurt mine, you know, and these are my pets. I don't hurt, I mean, they have pets. Is anything that's out in the woods as a pet, you know? I mean, yeah, you know, no, you told me that, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Robin, why so, do they live so barbarically? I was gonna, you know, I was watching this thing tonight on um, this new not stem cell, it's like another cell type of research they're uncovering for cancer treatments that seems to be really effective. And I just got to thinking, I was like, why do the, the Bigfoot? And the dogmen with them being, in a sense, higher beings, like having abilities that we don't have, why do they live the way they do? Like, why are they so, un, you know, how we're so refined and, yeah, civilized because and such? Because of us. And I mean, hands down, because of us. We, they, our, they, people, our people kill what they don't understand. Rather than understand, rather than try to share this planet, they will kill anything and everything. And number one, they're quite happy being off by themselves. They're doing what they want to do. But just seems like a rough way to live. Oh, absolutely. But I think that for them, they've been around, you know, according to the Ketchum study, which I believe in 110%, um, they've been around for at least 15,000 years. Yeah. You know, back then, we were all living like they are. And it's not that it's not that they haven't evolved. I mean, they've got the abilities to do anything they want, but we're the enemy. I mean, they don't treat all of us like that. Obviously, you know, the people that they like, they get along very well. They habituate them. They, they, you know, work with them. You know, it's like with me, they come to me and they want something. And if it's reasonable, I can get it for them. You know, if they need healing, I try to do that. And so, I mean, it's a give and take. Right, And it, it's, they certainly have done their fair share as far as to help me. We had an experience here the other night. I've got photos. I've got to send you these photos. Yes, so you do. So we had, you know, the big storm that went across the United States. Mm-hmm. Well, in South Carolina, we didn't get the snow, but we did get the heavy winds, and we got just a downpour of rain. So my property is in the woods, but it's outlined with these 30, 40-foot pine trees up and down the side of my property. Well, right now, I have a large amount of cars here. Um, I have a car that a friend of mine had my son work on and it just, it, they've got to come pick it up. 
and then my daughter's car, my son-in-law and ours. And then my friend has allowed me to borrow her pickup truck. So her pickup truck's out there. And the pickup truck was over not far from the garage. So we, you know, we go to bed, whatever. And the storm hits during the night. Pat was for work at like 5 a.m. And the wind was just super, super bad. We were having like 40 mile plus winds. And I got up and I was talking to him and I was telling him, you know, I'm concerned about you driving because the wind's so bad, blah, blah, blah. And Mm -hmm. he walked out in the garage, lifted the garage, and he said, the tree's down. I said, what do you mean the tree's down? And the only thing I could think of is because all the cars are parked in front of the house. Like, forget using the driveway because there's so many. We just, you know, everybody's lined up in front of the house. And I thought, oh, my God, one of the cars has got, if one of those big pine trees came down, it's 30, 40 feet tall. It's going to take out one of these vehicles. And he said, no, no. He said, it's about, it stopped about six foot from uh, Geraldine's truck, who's a friend of me. In fact, she's someone that I want to get on here as well when you have time. Um, She's got some great stories. And about the Bigfoot around her, they saved her life. So (laughs) he backs up the car and he leaves. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, oh, thank you, dear Lord. You know, the tree didn't hit the truck. It's not my truck. I mean, I would just (laughs) feel horrible. So I get up. And by the time I get up, I mean, you know, a few hours later, the sun's out. No storm has passed. I go out there and and it didn't set in my brain right that none of these vehicles got hit. Like, how is that possible knowing the size of these trees? I go out there and not only is this tree down and it missed the truck, but the top of it was snapped backwards, just like the head on an arrow. Now that is not natural. If that came down and it broke, it would have just drummed right there. There was not a scratch on that truck. There wasn't even a piece of wood on that truck, but six feet from that and the size around of the tree was a little bit smaller than a tire. Yeah. So that, and it was a live tree. Yeah. Healthy. And it was down, but the top of it had been snapped off and facing back towards the garage. Wow. That's amazing. But when we had, when we first moved in and hurricane Florence hit, we had another pine tree in the back and it started before the storm hit. When we first moved in, it was already tipping Mm -hmm. and it was coming towards the house. It would have taken out the entire garage and above the garage is the bonus room. And we had this hurricane coming. And the only thing really that was keeping it up, I think is we get those, what are they? I think they call them cudso vines and they're wrapped around the trees and it was a live tree, but it was tipped. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought, my God, as soon as this hurricane hits with those winds, the garage is gone. God. And we called around and nobody could come out to take it down. We had just moved in a few months before that. And we had no tools here, nothing. And you would have to have some type of equipment for a tree that large. Right. And I was absolutely terrified. And so I stood out in the backyard like an idiot. And I said, hey, guys, I could really use an assist. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I know you like playing in the bonus room because I'm finding muddy footprints up there all the time. Oh. My and God. yeah, toys moved around for the grandkids and muddy footprints all the time up there. And I'm like, so you aren't going to have a place to play because when this tree comes down, it's taken out the whole garage and that. Yeah, yeah. And so I said that and I went in the garage and Pat and I were working on some stuff in there to kind of get everything secure for the hurricane. And we had the garage window open on the side and we heard something hit the ground outside. And then it was like oh. all the air got sucked out of the garage. And I was like, oh, my God, the hurricane's here two days early. 
Mm-hmm. So I went running to the porch. I go outside and it's all sunny and there's no wind. There's nothing. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I know something happened. What happened? I look over and the tree's gone. Wow. So I find that I look over for the tree. Not only was the top of it, like the top 15 feet snapped backwards, just like the one out in the front yard. But where the base of it was, where the trunk was broken off. And again, it was a live tree. Not only was it broken off, it was pulled back 10 feet from the stump. That's amazing. That's not possible. Right. You know, so it was, yeah. So they, they help out when they can. They're, they're you know, I want to say something too. I, I cracked up because on your um, profile picture for Christmas, Robin's got these, (laughs) cute decorations and she's the only person i know that somehow got herself a bigfoot like a little knickknack like a little figurine that's a bigfoot and she's got it walking through her her christmas village (laughs) i thought that was the funniest thing i was like that is great that was so cute so oh my god (laughs) it was you know I got you need that. a dog man too, though. I know I haven't seen one. I got mm-hmm. that when I went to Colorado. Yeah, and oh, I yeah. was, and I was so excited. I can't remember. It seems to me I can't remember if I bought it or mm-hmm. if Kenny Collins or Harriet McFeely gave it to me. But anyway, I got it during that time span, and I have guarded that thing like it's the Hope Diamond because I'm it's so terrified so it will break. And so when. The grandkids, we were very blessed. We had them the week before Christmas and for Christmas. Mm-hmm. And they decorated. Oh, my God. And they had that little uh, area where that little tree was at in the houses. And they had the cotton down and everything. So I went and I got that. And I thought, you know what? If I'm not putting it on a tree, my cats will knock. I, I didn't even put up a tree this year, to be honest with you. Um, I They decorated everything else. But um, I did because I had a little ceramic tray. I left that. And we had this like little, you know, two foot tall one, but that was it. And I thought if I put that on a tree, those cats will knock that from here to beyond. Mm-hmm. So I thought I'm putting it right on that because it can lean right up against it. So he's, yeah, that's where he was at. In fact, I just took that down today. Just oh, today so did he cute. come down. Oh, he's precious. I should I put that up as him. the, maybe I'll put that up as the, um, the, the picture for this podcast. Yeah. Isn't I'll he cute? Up. Yeah. He's just precious. Yeah. That's, I, I always like to, you know, put up something that, relates to the podcast like if we talk yeah. about a picture or something that's going on that's why I, I really try to stick to that kind of stuff so people can kind of at least see you know at least one of the pictures that we're talking about oh you gosh, know because yeah. it's so hard to get up there yeah but, it's crazy and yeah. it, you know I I kind of struggle because I don't know which groups to put these UFO photos in oh, um, yeah. well you know I've got a couple groups on there yeah oh that's yeah. right you gotta and I'm in them but People put me in all these groups, and I forget all the names of the groups. So you have to message me the names of it. Yeah. So be it clear to put it in there. I wish I could get the good video to play. But when Ryan sent it to me, he sent it to me in text. Mm-hmm. And it just looks like a white thing popping around. It doesn't do it justice. And that's the one I sent you. Yeah. And so I said to him, I said, will you send it to me again? So he sent it to me again. It did the same thing. So he sent it in email and we did it. And oh my gosh, you can see everything. It's just astounding. So we have a big screen TV. So Mm -hmm. we we transferred it up there to watch it. And oh my goodness, it was just off the charts. Like I said, Brian outdid himself with these photos and the video footage. It was tremendous. 
He does a great job. He's gotten some absolutely phenomenal captures. He was outside the other day in the front yard, and he just took pictures of the woods across the street. And there was absolutely – it was incredible. I can't even tell you how many things were over there. And they were over there. Apparently, there was a meeting going on. And, I mean, there was elementals. There was dimensionals. There were Bigfoots. There were dogmen. There were spirits. You name it. It was out there. And it was just – absolutely incredible so is that I mean, the day that you got the picture of the bigfoot in cloaking coming out of the woods it might have been well pat put that up i i don't know yeah. um I, yeah you know. i think it was because i think ryan took that one okay and, that and was a good one pat. yeah Ryan. Yeah. he's and he's been extremely generous with these photos he's like you you know mom you can put them in all your groups you can do what you want to do with them so he's yeah. been just he's phenomenal at getting these photos and he's been absolutely tremendous about just saying, you know, you're welcome to put them wherever you want to put them. So maybe I'll make a link. Maybe I'll put a YouTube. um, I'll save the video you sent me and put it up on YouTube. So, so listeners can see it. Don't forget everybody. We've got, we're on YouTube too. Now my, my podcast channel does like five times, you know, I have five times more people on here. Um, it's, it's a lot, it's a lot more people, but on YouTube, we're just kind of still building that. And I don't, I don't advertise YouTube or anything. So I just, I'm just kind of up there. Um, it, what happens is I put my podcast up and it's linked to in this, with this company and the company actually throws it up on YouTube for me. So I don't, I have nothing, yeah, I have nothing to do with it. It just literally takes all the information off the podcast and it throws it up on YouTube, but it's growing all the time, you know? So just so everybody knows I'm on, you know, Apple podcast, Spotify, um, there's a bunch of them breaker. Um, and then, you know, we're on YouTube We're on, there's just a whole bunch of them. So, but we are up on YouTube. So if you guys want to see any like videos or anything, I might start adding stuff up there like video wise you know and, and yeah. just have little clips of it yeah but that would be something good to put up there because that's that's a fantastic video that's just great yeah wait till you well, see it, the one that's a little bit clearer it'll bl- it really won't blow your mind i can't he sent, wait. It, he sent it to mufon and mufon's really interested in it really yeah did he really oh that's amazing they've already gotten back with them yeah oh my gosh so that's but great the thing of it is is this is what goes on all the time and yeah. i can't say it's just because of where i'm at because it was the same bloody thing no. when i lived in michigan it's wherever yeah. i go this has been going on my whole life and so just, i don't they're so out there for everybody to see them too it isn't like they're God, they getting, don't even try to hide no they don't yeah. No, I think the days of them hiding are long gone. But if you go back and look at the prediction the Bigfoot made years ago, there will be a big battle fought here. It will be all the dimensions, the planes, the rifts. Oh, my God. All being fought here on our planet. Most people that don't have a high enough vibration will not even realize that they're here. Then the what they call the Bigfoot's called the knowers will be aware of it. Oh, that's lovely. I'm so ecstatic. Yeah. So, I mean, this is, and really I noticed, I mean, I think it's always been building up to this anyway, but I think like the last two or three years, I've really noticed it more, but nothing seems to be overly shy anymore. Yeah. I I mean, that (laughs) that one ship that I was out at the end of my driveway waiting for Igor and Janice Carter to get here at one o'clock in the morning. I was on the phone with my friend Wanda and it literally came right above the car. Like I'm looking at the bottom Mm -hmm. of it. Yeah. You know, it was massive. It was probably half the size of a football field. And 
it was just sitting above the tree line and you could not see how it was moving. It just, it was going down the road, literally going down the road above the tree line. And it stopped right at my house. Mm-hmm. It just hovered there. And it, I don't think it knew that I was there because I had the lights off to the car. Right. And so I started the car and hit the lights. And when I did it instantly cloaked. But I sat there talking to Wanda, describing to her the underside of it and going, oh, my God, you know, this is unbelievable. And she's like, oh, take a picture, take a picture. And I don't know what made me not other than I was so shocked. And I wasn't afraid. That's the thing that was so weird. I wasn't afraid. I was like, oh, my God, this is really happening. I'm looking at this. And I'm like, I am not going to take a picture. You could be the last human being I talk to. Yeah. Before I get beamed up <laughs> again. That's what's so funny, though. Like, you've been in these ships. You know you've had abductions, and yet you're still, like, in awe that they're, like, above your car. You know? It's, like, know. it's kind of funny when you think about I know. it. And, but it's, you know? Like, you know, a lot of them I'll remember later on in a dream. Mm-hmm. And the one... It was really weird, like the setting they had me and I was in this town and they were, you know, they've been taking my DNA for years and they, I, this, what I would consider one of their medical people or whatever the hell they are, um, were trying to extract DNA from me and I got away from them and I saw a friend of mine there and the next day I called her and she said, oh my God, I remember seeing you last night and she remembered oh, the exact same thing. Weird. And I'm like, any doubt I had of whether or not, you know, it was a dream or not just got shot right out yeah. the window. Cause she had the same thing, but you know, I, we pat myself and my daughter, we've woken up with these triangular shapes on us. They're like three pinpricks and they're in the shape of a perfect triangle. All sides are exactly equal in size. Yeah. And all three of us have had it. Something up with that triangle thing, isn't there? It sure They're is. They're obsessed with it. They're obsessed with triangles. They're, they're, they're talking about that with the shapes and the geometry, um, you know, all the, the different patterns and the symbolisms that we have, like how like how it, it just affects everything and it's so important to them well, for whatever I reason. Have, I have this photo, and to be honest with you, I have no clue what it is. I'm, I'm really, hands down, don't know. But... It's two triangles, one on top of the other, so mm-hmm. that it almost makes like a hex, not a hexagon, but um, like the Star David type shape. Yeah, yeah. And mm. I took a picture. I didn't see it when I took a picture, and it appeared in the picture. And it's almost like at an angle off the ground. I'll find it and get you that one, too. Yeah, I wonder the what The thing that that's so crazy about that is when I was in Michigan and the group there, I will never have another group as, as wonderful as the group I worked with there. I mean, you know, Brownie and Blackie and Shadow and, and Naiden and them are all from Michigan and Suntai and they, they came here. And then when I moved back to Michigan, they're excited to be going home. But mm-hmm. um, as far as the entire clan, I, the whole clan, if they're here, I'm not aware that all of them are here, but, um, but they were just the best. Yeah. I mean, but I mean, to work with them, it was just an incredible experience that will never happen again. And I knew it when that, when I was there, I, I thought to myself multiple times, you know, no matter what I do, no matter which ones I work with, it'll never be like this. I, the things that they allowed me, I'll probably never have that happen again, but I mean, I'll have interaction, but you know, but anyway, um, Igor Borstev was coming out when he was in the States and he'd stay for two or three months at a time and, and he'd go out and interact with them and stuff. And they, 
put one time and I have pictures of it. It looks like the star of David. They took like reeds off these mm -hmm. plants that, that's like the color of straw and they literally made a star. It, lo it looks exactly like the star of David. That's it's just cool. tremendous. Huh. And the triangles across the road, you know, it was huh. one regular triangle and one upside down triangle and it made the same shape. Okay. What about crop circles? Oh, that's totally, you know, the ETs make crop circles all the time. They really do. But I mean, do I think humans do as well? A hundred percent. They yeah. go out there to mess with people because they think it's funny and they, you know, and it takes away from the validity of the real stuff. But do they make them? A hundred percent they do. You've got, and I, is it, and I'm not going to say this right. Pichu, what is it? Mitsu Pichu. I, I don't say it right. But anyway, they have like the monkey and the spider and they have these massive things that are made into the ground. Mm -hmm. And when you go above them in a plane, you can see how vast these are and just perfectly made. There's no way right. a person can be on the ground and have the precision to make these animals and these things that are there. Right. You know, I'm not saying that people can't go out with a board and make the little crop circle thingies, but there's a lot of them that are huge and intricate and cannot possibly be duplicated by a person. They just can't. So what's I, the I will point never believe of them? It. Do you know what the point of them is? No, I don't. I wish I did, but I you don't. You should ask. The ask other thing them. too is when they go and inspect these crop circles, um, I had a very dear friend that worked with MUFON in Michigan on the crop circles and they, you go out there and the radio, I mean, there's radioactivity, the radioactive, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, yep. at the base of them. And also when you look at the stocks, I, I believe, and don't quote me on this, they're burned from the inside out. Yeah. Not the outside in. Yeah. So yeah. there's a lot of things. I mean, I'm not an expert or anything like that on that, but there's a lot of things that you can tell if it's one of our people messing around just to be a horse's ass or if it's real. Yeah. You know, I, in my mind, I believe that there's some kind of message for the other ships that come above what those messages mean. I don't know. Yeah. I really don't. Why I they see. made the animal ones. I don't know. Um, hmm. I do know on the property that I had in Michigan, we had 10 acres and they built this one structure that it was so crazy. It wasn't laying on the ground. It wasn't completely upright. It was at an angle and the angle that it was at faced the only opening in the trees that would go up to the sky in the, our backwoods. Mm -hmm. So you could see it. If you were a ship or a plane going over it, you could see it right. because that was the only opening in the whole woods. And it was at an angle to be able to see it. It wasn't laying flat. Right. And I had um, somebody that came to my house that looked at it and said, you know what? He got it in his head, and, which I thought was brilliant. He said, let's go into town and get a plat map. And I said, for what? He said, it, this looks to me like a map. What it's wow. a map of, I don't know. Let's start out looking to see if it's a map of your property. I said, okay. So oh. we went into town. We got a plat map. It matched it perfectly. You could take the picture of it and lay the plat map over it, and it was perfect. And it shined right up through the opening in the trees. 
Well, they literally made a map of my house. Of yeah, but I wonder why. It's like it's like I, a signal. Right. And I'm thinking if they're already over the house, what do they need a map for? They're already there. To tell others. Yeah, they have to. I mean, it, it was crazy. Others. Yeah. You know, but um, yeah, it's it's wild. And then but, the the one night Ryan and I were out on the porch and we were talking about it. And I believe this was right before this happened. And he, in fact, I've got to get the photos from him. Um, he took some pictures of the house and we had one peeking its head out while we're on the back porch, peeking an ET peeking its head from around the corner of the house. And he took a picture. We heard something over by the roof and he took a picture of it and it looks, it's, it's a little, not distorted. It's just the creature is kind of discombobulated in its position, but there's definitely one up on the roof. And he went, he had the really ingenious idea. This was multiple months ago to go on Google earth and just see what, you know, what that showed. And the day that he did that, it looked like there was an emblem on the house, like an emblem, this ghostly figure of an emblem on the house. So if a UFO were to go over the house and saw that emblem, they would know. Yeah, they would see it. Yeah, it's yeah. And he went back days later and that was gone. But it was it was on there. He showed it to me. I saw it. Like he's absolutely he's absolutely brilliant in what he comes up with to try to, you know, dig a little bit deeper into this stuff. And I think Pat and I, it's not that we don't care that we're not interested, but we've been doing this for, for decades. You know, right. this has just been our life. And I think sometimes we get a little bit remiss about it because we're so yeah. used to it as an everyday thing that it's like, oh, yeah, okay. And it's called being desensitized. Yeah. You know, you're just not shocked by any of it anymore. You know, that's, I had, I told you about that before. I had an alien. I swear it was a gray, but it was one of the tall ones that it was had the real long arms. And I pulled in from work one night. It was late and it was looking at me from around the corner of the garage way out back. And that's where all the trees and stuff are back there. And it's pretty, it's woodsy. And then this week I had, I was sitting in my room and I was just sitting here and something kept moving out, out, is there right outside of my window? And I could see it. it. It was like black, like a shadow. And it kept looking in my window and then ducking down and then looking in and ducking down and I looked out there's nothing there I'm like wow this but I could clearly see it moving up and down like looking and ducking down I knew it was something that was paranormal I I don't know what it was you know I don't know if it was a a ghost demon you know Bigfoot who knows ET yeah that happened this week to me too it's just it's so common you just like you said that's what I was going to say about when I said I, I lost track of my thought earlier I was talking to that girl this week um and she you know she just we were just talking about how normal all this is to us like how it's just so so much a part of your life it's so normal you just don't like talking about it it you know when you tell somebody i know this is going to sound crazy or i know it seems strange like to you it doesn't seem that way but you know to other people when it's coming out of your mouth it sounds really off right right yeah but to you it's like it's so normal so then tonight I had let a couple of the dogs out. They were out there running <laughs> around and they started barking at a certain area in the backyard. So I went out there with the phone and I'm taking photos. Next thing I know, 
they must have zapped the phone because I'm taking photos. Everything's going fine. It's a brand new phone. It's working great. And in the middle of taking these photos, everything I get, all I get is a black screen that says camera comes up with a, a message about camera disarmed or camera not working properly, whatever shuts the whole camera down and I can't get the camera to come back up. Right. Like I'm hitting the button. I'm hitting the button. I'm hitting the button. Wouldn't come up. And then like 10 minutes later, all of a sudden it goes back to working perfectly. Mm-hmm. I'm like, fine, you little buggers. What about some paranormal stuff? I keep bugging you about some paranormal stories that aren't related to Bigfoot. I mean, I know they kind of could be because, you know, you don't know what's in your house. You know, you don't know. I mean, I used to always think it was all ghosts and, and spirits and stuff. And now I'm like, wait a minute. These could be cryptids that are cloaking, you know? Yeah. No, they, but, you know, like the ships will cloak. Like the one that I saw when I went out there to, um, tonight or last night, I went out. Ryan had, had gotten that amazing footage about, I think I think he said it was like 644 or something like that. Mm-hmm. And so when we, him and Pat and I went out the very next night to see if anything was there, nothing was there. So I went in and I laid down and I thought, you know what, I'm going to go check. And it was like quarter to eight. So I go out there and the, what I saw wasn't nearly as incredible as what Ryan had found. But there were two of these big white dots and they were dancing back and forth around each other. Like they were mm-hmm. in constant movement. And I thought this will be fantastic. I'll go ahead. You know, I'll get these photos. I'll show Pat. I'll run up and show Ryan because I'm like, Ryan got like the best footage I've ever laid eyes on. I'm thinking I'll try to get some. Yeah. And I would put a camera on it. And as soon as I put the camera on it, it was invisible. You couldn't see anything like at all. It was absolutely ridiculous. So I went in, I got a different phone. I went out there, tried it. It was the same thing. Now, Mm -hmm. two years ago, I was in the house and Brownie told me to go outside. And I said, why am I going outside? And he said, you know, take something to take a, to take a video. And I said, a video of what? And he said, the star that's not a star. So I said, okay. So I took my phone out there and I looked over and I saw this, you know, big white, what appeared to look like a star. And he said, it's Mm -hmm. not a star. He said, put the camera on it. So I put the camera on it. And when it was, the camera was on it, it was dancing all over the place. Are you you serious? Yeah. And you could see the shape of it. Wow. And so we knew it wasn't that. And I filmed it, but he kept saying, you know, the star that's not a star. And then he said, keep looking at it and look next to it. And I kept looking at it through the lens and next to it, it turned into this cigar shaped thing that was up and down and multicolored. Yeah. yeah. Why do these entities, why are there, is their appearance so grotesque? Do I don't know? know. I think it just, it, you know, it is to us. I'm sure they don't think it is, but that's what I, I have was no idea. Doing. Yeah. Just, like, they're just not, you know, they look so creaturey and like something like demonic. You know well, what I, I mean? Tell you, Ryan got this photo and I don't know if he saved or not. Ryan, did you save the one with the creature after I killed it laying on the ground with its mouth open? Did you save that? Yeah. When you get a chance, send it to me. We were outside on the porch and it they couldn't get on the property because the house is bubbled. Mm-hmm. So when they can't get to you physically, they can project emotion. They can project images, words, whatever. They just can't actually physically touch you. And they did that to my daughter, which I think is the dumbest thing I've ever seen because number one, as a mother, as a parent, anybody messes with your kids, you're going for blood. Like literally. <laughs> And I'm like, do they not know whose house this is? 
you know? And so they started projecting things on my daughter and in her mind. And then, you know, she's grabbed her head and she's in pain because of what they're doing. So Ryan took, Ryan took her in the house and I killed the one, you know, you can blast them with energy just like they can. So the Mm -hmm. one went down on the ground. I watched it drop. One ran off through the back and took off. And the third one was standing there. And then it was like it evaporated. I don't know if it died. I don't know what it did. It was just not there anymore. And, but I had physically seen the one go to the ground. Right. And so Ryan took a picture over there and it's kind of a shadowy figure, but you can definitely see where something looks like it's in a puddle on the ground and it's, it's mouth is open, but they're just as easily killed as we are. Some of them. I mean, I don't, I'm not going to yeah. talk about all of yeah. them because I don't know all of them, but you know, Wanda and I, yeah, there's still going to be flesh and blood, don't they? Yeah. I mean, Wanda and I have killed several of them. I used to go, you could, if, as a last resort, you can hide in white noise and they can't find you. I, I'm not going to say every race works like that because I've not met right. every race. Right. But if you literally turn the volume up, music, you want upbeat music, happy music, it doesn't matter what kind as long as it's not like hardcore rap, you know, that's so angry. There's so much anger and stuff. And, and not all rap, but some yeah. of it. You want something upbeat and happy and loud. And it's like they can't find you in the white noise. And I found that out accidentally. Pat had bought me before we were um, living together and married. He had bought me this little speaker. And I would hook it up wireless to my phone and play my music when I was doing my term papers for school because I had gone back to college. And I noticed that when it was off, it was like ET Central. They were on the roof. They were in the yard. They were all over the place. I turned that on and it was like, they were out there like, where's Waldo? And they couldn't find me. And I thought, this is really cool. So I was talking to my friend Wanda and I'm like, okay, here, you know, I need you to remote view me. I'm turning this on. I knew there was, I'd seen several ships above and Pat was there and I'm like, I'm going to leave this on. I'm going to walk out in the backyard and then I'm going to shut it off and we'll see how fast they're on top of me. You know, because basically when the foot zap people, they're taking their energy, they're throwing it at something and they're zapping it and they can hold it. We can do the same thing. Maybe not as good as they can, Mm -hmm. but we're not completely defenseless. Right. And we just don't know it. Yeah. And so I would go out out in the backyard and Wanda's like, I don't feel good about this. Am I saying to her every time we do a job for the foot zap? has always been okay and how confident do we feel <laughs> yeah yeah in this in this mission and she laughs at me and she's well I don't know and I said well, we're gonna try it and it worked I turned it off and it was like they were all over me but mm-hmm. turn it on and it's like they can't find you at all it's absolutely crazy now what about God's word what if you turned on like a sermon or you well, know I the bible that, being read oh I always think that that's a good thing um, but again, some of these that are aggressive, I, I don't know. I know okay. I've heard of a lot of people that, you know, will plead the name of Jesus and mm-hmm. that helps them. Yeah. Does that work no, every don't. time? I don't know. I, I no. would not be able to even comment because I don't know. Might depend on who's pleading the name of Jesus too. Like if they're actually I mean, if, yeah, good I mean, people if you, or if they're, yeah, if you, you know, leave it with your heart and soul and you're, and you're doing that, you know, there's been different people that have said things have come at them and done that. And it, they've off, they've gone, and it's worked. I know other people that have done that; it didn't work at all. Right, right. I told you that I story about the girl getting thrown around from that. She was yeah, mostly a devout it, Christian, and it just didn't work when this dog. Yeah, moved. I think it depends on the individual. 
you know, does he have God in his heart? Or is that someone right. that just now because they're in trouble is going to call for help? You know, and I, weird I how it all kind of leads back of to our legends. Like it, it leads back to like vampirism, how, you know, unless you believe the cross is going to work on the vampire, it doesn't have any power. And it's almost like they've secretly hidden all this knowledge in everything we've grown up with in our legends and such. And we just don't realize it, you know, like the yeah. silver bullet thing. I still think there's something to the silver bullet. I, I just yeah. have a weird feeling about that. Well, it could you know, be the metal I, it's made out of. Yeah. The purity of it. How much illness that we deal with do you, do, would you attribute, do you think is caused by them messing with us? I don't think nearly as much as people think. Um, okay. they, it's not like they can take a disease and put it in your body or anything like that. The only thing that is harmful from them, and I've watched this over and over and over again, and I know that it has affected me as well, is they radiate. They're at a higher vibrational rate and they're higher energy than we are. Mm -hmm. And prolonged exposure to that will affect you. You can get anything from tumors to any type of health issues from it. They yeah. don't do it deliberately any more than when you walk outside the energy you radiate, you're not, you know, doing anything either. It's just, that's their body makeup. It's their body chemistry. Yeah. Ryan made me popcorn. He makes the best popcorn on the planet. You tell him no making you popcorn until the podcast is over. I'm going to sit here. I'm going to sit here. Don't you dare even think about chewing popcorn when we're doing this. No, I won't. It's going to sit here so I can smell it wafting. Oh, my God. I'll, I won't keep you too long, though, so you no, can eat no. it. Yo, you're fine. Caitlin has this popcorn machine, and it actually looks like one of the ones that you would have yeah, at the movie no, theater. Uh, yeah, yeah. Only it's a little bit smaller. And so Ryan is in charge of all popcorn making in our family. And no, that's the best. Oh, my God. The, it, it's phenomenal. That's I don't even know what he does to You it. can chew on some. Uh, the late, the no, 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 no. I'm good. I'm good. So um, how do we raise our vibration, Robin? Do you have any ideas? It or how to not, do that? Yeah. You do it laughing. Okay. You I'm do it. Feeling my vibration is so high because yeah. I'm always laughing. See, that's me uh, laughing. laughing, you okay. know, and okay. I say, you know, have your faith, you know, be close to God and right with yourself. But I want people to know that there, you know, there are people that are atheists. I respect that. That's a personal right. choice. I right. respect that. So it's not that because they don't believe in God that the, they're not going to be able to do this. Of course they can. Mm -hmm. You know, people that believe in God, that is their faith. That is their choice. That is who they believe in. And that's a beautiful thing. But that doesn't take away from the people that don't believe in that. They can be happy and have a high vibration and mm -hmm. a high energy level. It's You can have that without your faith. Yeah. For the people yeah. that have that faith, that's a beautiful thing. I'm a Christian. I believe in God. So that's incorporated in my life, but that's my personal choice. Right. I also have children that may not have that particular feeling. I mean, you know, where sometimes they do and sometimes they don't. But, but again, but, you know, you're going <clears> to <throat> raise your vibration by being happy, feeling love, laughing, being okay. a good human being. You know, when you are a good human being, you can feel somebody else's happiness. Mm -hmm. because of the act of kindness that you use towards them, that yeah. will raise it up. You know, okay. all of those things, all these good feelings, you know, even if you're having a down day, put on some music that's upbeat and happy. You'd be amazed how much music can help you. And that brings the energy level up. Um, go outside, take your shoes off, 
put your feet on the ground. Even when it's cold and snowy outside, I've done it in the snow. Pull energy from the ground. Our earth is the biggest battery there is. I know it is. And everything is energy based. Yes. If you know anything about this, look up earth thing. There's a, there's a video on, um, on YouTube called the grounded. Um, look that up, you guys. That's really, really important to watch. I don't know if you've it ever is. seen it, Robin, but you and probably it, already know it, about it. It, so. it just, it really helps. But the higher your energy, and when I say energy, I don't want people to get confused with energy like, oh, I feel like I can run a marathon. That's yeah. not what I mean. Right. Your your body, I mean, I have a lot of health issues. And so the days of me feeling like I could run a marathon are so far gone. I don't even know what they're like anymore. Mm-hmm. And so, but when I what I mean by energy is your body is a battery. It has this, the base of it is energy. When you raise your vibration, it ra- it raises that energy. Just like if you have a car, okay? Let's say the battery dies in it. You go out and you jumpstart the car. You're putting energy into it. It raises that energy in the battery. It doesn't mean the car's mm-hmm. driving around your driveway 90 miles an hour. It just means there's now in that battery case, there's right. a higher energy. And yeah. this is the same thing. And same thing with the vibration. You can be bedridden and raise your energy and vibrational mm-hmm. pull and get to that point. And that's what's, that's what does it. You know, can you send energy to yourself? Like, you know how, how you always tell me to, I, you take know what, energy I, what I do. Yeah. That's when you're going to go out, put your feet on the ground. If it's too much snow and it's too cold or whatever, then go to anything that's just above the ground, like a slab of cement or something. Mm-hmm. Um, where the only thing under that slab is earth. Yeah. And you visualize in your mind that you're pulling the energy from the ground up to the bottom of your feet and up into your body and until it fills your entire body. People think it's funny when I tell them that until they try it. And when I, they do I've it, done it, yeah, I've yeah done when it. they do it correctly, it's a whole new ball game. Um, my, my son, Daniel, um, he was studying for a test and he had contacted myself and I was talking to him and he's like, you know, he's my stepson. I call him my son because he's my stepson and I absolutely adore him. He is just an incredible human being. I'm so proud of him. And so I told him, he said he was tired. He's like, can you give me some energy? I've got to do this study and I've got to pass this test. So I pushed energy into him and I said, I want you to go out and do this. And he did it. And he said, you know what? I was energized for two days between what you pushed into me and what I pulled from the ground. He said, I was ready to go for two days. Mm-hmm. I've done it. I take energy from Robin all the time. Yep. It, it I mean, works. I don't take it. You always, you send it to me. I don't, I, send I actually it. don't take it yeah. from How's, me. Yeah. How is the baby and Tessa feeling? Um, I think uh, she, I know I'm she got better yet tonight. Yeah. yeah I she, pulled a lot of stuff better. out of her lungs and her throat and there yep. seemed to be a lot of mucus at the upper part of her throat. Yeah, that's exactly where it is. And she wasn't yep. coughing near as much. Yeah, I pulled a ton so, of it out of there. Her lungs didn't look overly bad. The bottom of the lungs is where I saw okay. like it had settled at the bottom. So anyway, I pulled that out. And so, yeah, it works. And you're doing better. So it helps. Oh, yeah, I always do better after I contact you. Always. I, yeah. And it yeah. usually takes me a few minutes. I think it like it's like travels slow or it either has to get through my blockheadedness. Like it has to get through those barriers of mine, you yeah. know, because I, I hey, put as barriers. Long as it works. As yeah, long it as does. It, works. it always does. I'm always like, yeah. you know, it's funny because I'll be like, Robin, I need healing. And then I'll start like bouncing around. And then you're like, are you feel better? I'm like, well, yeah, I guess I, I'm, I'm, I'm moving a couch right now. 
I know. I'm like, excuse me. I feel like you're dying and you're out there moving a couch. Hey, as long as it works. As well, I like to be works. a drama queen. I like, I, I mean, I really, right. I like to milk the attention and all this stuff, exactly. you know? Well, and we, who in the world can't use a little extra boost now and then? Seriously. <laughs> I mean, it's I not like, you know, you're doing a straight drug. It's just yeah. regular energy coming at you. So it My does. piano heals me too. There's something about that piano when... I Tristan makes fun of me because if I if I'm as I'm you know playing the piano, which I I just love to play, I just learned that Adele the music song puts energy into your soul. It is that really, what it I, is? I believe that because I do I know too, you can I feel can it. Be, I can be just so lethargic because I do get chronic fatigue syndrome, and I will be mm-hmm. so lethargic, and I'm like I just feel like I'm overwhelmed at the too. thought of even walking from one point to the other. Yeah. And then I'll turn music on and it just like, it feeds my soul. I have more energy. I've got a pep to my step. And I'm like, I can get so much more done now. You know, I swear but to God, I, I played the piano in another life. I, I can sit there. I, I, I can close picture my you eyes. like in the old West <laughs> and you're sitting there playing the piano. I, I close my eyes and play and Tristan's always like, mom, how do you play the piano with your eyes closed? I don't know. I'm doing it. I'll sit there and it's almost like it hypnotizes me. Yeah, and I'll yeah. sit there and I'm real hypnotic and I'll play, but I just learned that Adele song easy on me, which I love playing it. And I'm learning, um, Hans Zimmer, the it's called time. It's one of my favorite pieces yeah. in the world. But I mean, this stuff is just, it's something about the piano that just absolutely, it, it's just healing to me, you know, yeah. but it that is, music it, is just amazing. And, you know, like you said, it's the, what will bring you down is, the music and I, and I don't want me to pick on rap because there's some rap that I actually mm. think is really uplifting mm-hmm. and has great words and great messages in it. But some of it, you know, is really violent and very dark mm. and a lot of regular music is as well. And that will bring your energy level down and bottom it out just immediately. Can't you know? stand listening to rap and not all rap. Like you said, there are some that, you know, good songs that I, that are okay, yeah. but like most of it's very angry you know, it very, is, it like, is. impartial and towards one an, sex. Yeah, that like, has an male, impact. Female. Yeah, yeah. It really does. It really has was, an impact. Something came on TV. I was watching TV the other day. I was watching, well, it's always YouTube stuff. I was always, you know, looking, I'm always doing research. And uh, this um, rap song came on that, you know, they have these things where these random artists that are popping up, like new ones that they'll put a song up there and this guy was singing. He's just singing all this horrible stuff about women. And I was like, good God. Yeah. I just turned it. I was like, this is the problem. Like this stuff is putting all this crap into our kids' heads. And, you know, they're growing up like men hating women and women hating men. And I'm just yeah, like, God, they're just, like, you know, yeah, it's, it's just, so programming, you it know, is. it is. And people listen to it. And I respect that that's their choice that, you know, they enjoy that or whatever, but, you know, there's a, there's a cost to everything. And when you listen to that kind of stuff, it, it does change the psyche. I think, you know, Mm -hmm. it, you know, I'm not saying people shouldn't listen to it. Obviously people love it. You know, it's a trillion dollar industry and they get paid a lot of money for what they're doing. Um, It's not my cup of tea, but I respect everybody else's choice, you know, to Mm -hmm. whatever they want, but it does the type of music you listen to really does play into your life. Yeah. And the kind of energy that goes into you from listening to it. Yeah. You know, I love Peter Buca and um, there's a Spanish guy too. He's a cello player. I have a real thing about the cello. And then there's the Brooklyn 
the Brooklyn duo are really incredible. They're, they both, yeah. it's a husband and wife team. She plays the piano and he plays the cello. And they, they do a lot of cover songs and stuff. Oh my God, is it gorgeous stuff? I yeah, mean, I like all, I am one that I like a wide variety of music. I'm not just set, you know, on one. Me too. But I just, yeah. I like things that are positive. Yeah. I, know I don't mean. mind things that tell a story that might be a little bit sad, but when you get into the dark stuff, I just, I, I don't have time in my life for it. I can't because I'm too ultra sensitive and intuitive. Yep. So I can't, you know, it's like, there's a lot of shows that come on that are scary movies or whatever. And I have people really enjoy them and that's perfectly fine. There's nothing wrong mm-hmm. with it. But in my case, I can't. If you I can listen feel to how it drags you down. I'm the same way. Yeah, but the other down. thing is when you watch certain things, especially when it has to do with paranormal things, even if it's not even a real, it's not a documentary, it's just, you know, it's it's fictional. Mm-hmm. Those type of beings look for that. They can feel it. People don't believe me, but it's so true. My daughter watched a movie the other day and she's like, I swear this, you know, something is like now follow, or not following me, right. but you know, something Portals. came out at me. Yeah. It came at me. And once they see that you have an interest in that, that kind of creature will show up yep I mean it doesn't happen every time it is very possible and it's like when I go to bed at night my tv's on I have sitcoms on and they play all Mm -hmm. night long I do that for a reason yeah if I don't have something on I can hear everything talking to me all night long not that I can't block it but I'm more tired from blocking it in the morning than if I just turn the tv on and I don't pay attention to them the other thing is, is if I even have a somber movie and, you know, not something funny, then things come at me in my sleep. Right. When I play the sitcoms or something that's joyous, joyous or whatever, I don't have that issue. Yeah. You know, once in a while I still get attacked, but, but very rarely when I do that. So, you know, I'm always the one that before I go to bed and thank God Pat tolerates me, you know, he's great about it. He never complains that I have the TV on once in a while. I'll say, babe, can you turn it down a little bit? But he doesn't Mm -hmm. even say that very often, Mm -hmm. but I have to, I I literally have to. When we went to do the conference in Nebraska, my friend who her and Kenny Collins put out, her name is Harriet McFeely. One of the sweetest, kindest women you don't. And. Kenny Collins, they did the conference. Um, Both of them are just tremendous. And she was very gracious and let us stay at her house because her downstairs is apartment. So Mm -hmm. Pat and I stayed in one room. Igor stayed in another room. And we had a kitchen, a dining room, a living room, a family room, a bathroom. It was beautiful. So we stayed down there, but there was no TV in there. And stuff woke me up all night long. And it wasn't anybody's fault. You know, that's and I me, Robin. I, I feel the same thing exactly. Yep. So I try exactly. to take my yeah. yeah, I take my tablet and put on Hulu or something and let it play all night long. Something has to be going on, otherwise, there's just absolutely no way. And part of it too is, you know, I was a mom. I had nine children. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm used to listening to see if there's a child awake yeah. all night long. So like my ears are like hyper tuned. For it, And just because the kids are grown up and, and have their own lives and their own families doesn't mean that I, I can just flip that switch off. Yeah, your instinct is still there. Yeah. yeah. You know, and it's like, I'll hear the cats or I'll hear the bird or I'll hear the tortoise. You know, the dogs are pretty much down for the count after a certain time, you know, unless something's going on outside. 
the other night we had, we have this one foot and I don't know why he does it. He taps on the window mm-hmm. and he did it for the longest time. Every night at the same time, he'd tap, 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 tap. Mm. And I'd wake up and what do you want? You know, nothing. I want, I'm looking. And I said, okay, go ahead and look away, you know, go crazy. And the cats and the dog. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. The cats and the dogs would be afraid to go near the window. They would all go under the bed when he was tapping. And then a little while later, he'd start tapping again, and then he'd wander off. Well, Pat, one night, he woke Pat up, and Pat's like, will you please stop? You know, I'm tired. And I, he, after that, he wouldn't tap anymore. And I was so mad at Pat. who was like, why would you do that? Yeah. So he told him that he could come back. He wasn't in trouble. He was just keeping him awake, and he had to work the next day. Right. So he's back, and he was tapping the other night, and he woke Pat up again. And Pat's like, you're okay. You can stay. You know, you're not. He's telling them there's certain nights you just can't tap because we need sleep. Yeah. You, know? you know, they don't. He doesn't knock. It's just a light tap, 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 yeah. tap, 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 You know, but um, yeah, they they That's do their a- thing. You know, they their trip. I'm telling you, you know, Ryan got another photo which was really great. He was outside and he took a picture of the woods across the street, and you could see a bigfoot in shadow form. It looked like a man. That's the one I'm talking about. That's yeah, the one that that's the one Pat posted. Yeah. I have yeah. another one almost exactly like it that I took in the backyard. I, I put um a game camera back there and I haven't done one of that those in oh my gosh, since probably two thousand fourteen. Mm-hmm. Because when I somebody wanted me to do it, so I went out, I bought a game camera and I put it out there and I thought, well, we'll see what they do. And what they did was bring as many sticks as they could find and bury it. I went out there the next day and it was completely buried. You couldn't even see it. So I unburied it and I put it out again. And the next day I went out there and it was buried again. And I checked the SD card on it. And it looks like I got a snapshot of the side of a breast of a female and then a finger. So I did get those, but you know, that was it. But Send they just that to being... me too. I want all the pictures and videos. I got to find those. There's somewhere in my, my flash drives. I got to find those, but. It was just like an, a black and white outline of it. And they just kept burying it or they'd turn it upside down, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm like, forget it. This is such a no, waste they don't of time. Tolerate it. Yeah. So, don't but they didn't break it, which was nice. So I was here and I had somebody had lent me a game camera because I was working to try to catch some feral dogs. And I brought the game camera home and I thought, you know, I'm going to stick it out just for, you know, giggles. We'll see what happens. And I can and I'll send you this photo. I know where this one is. And it's just like a shadow figure of him out there, you know, teetering around in the backyard. So, I mean, I got that, but then I never got another one. And then tonight when he shut my camera off, I was so mad. So I knew somebody was out there because of the dogs. I mean, the dogs yeah. are a dead giveaway. And I think he was on the side because of the property, because when I was taking the back one, it was fine. It was click, 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 click. No problem. I went to go take the side and the whole camera, or just blanked out and says camera not available, camera not working or whatever it was. And it was not going to kick back up. It took almost, I don't know, 10 minutes before it worked again. And it, I'm not having any more problems. This phone that I have, I've only had a couple days. It works beautifully. Mm-hmm. So I, there was I, no I, reason. Yeah. It, it, there's no reason for that at all. You know, I mean, it was just crazy. But Pat went outside, I think it was last night, last night or the night before. And he went to go let the dogs out one more time. And, we have one that is just, his world is about, I'll wait till mom and dad isn't looking. I'll climb over the fence, which is five foot tall. And I'll just take off and run around the house in circles. And I'll run around to the front porch to be let in. 
that's his world. He thinks that's the greatest thing in the world. So when you let him out before you go to bed, you have to stand out there and watch him because if you're watching him, then he won't do it. So he was out there and he said the dogs ran over to the one side and he said he heard it wasn't a growl. It was like a hiss. It was like, but it was like, you know, seven, eight feet off the ground going. (laughs) I said, did it sound like a snake? And he said, no, it was definitely not a snake. Why don't you put like a TV out there for them to watch? Like there that one woman. Remember that one woman, the older woman that had him at her house that they lived around her. They were with her all the time, but she had a TV and they loved SpongeBob. They, they, they said, you know what? Every night the whole like, forest would light up with their no, eyes. But that's what they liked at my house. Um, when I was in Michigan and I lived on this one property, they would go. All my kids had TVs in their room and they all had cable. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, I had one in the front room and they would go outside. They'd be like across the room where the dining area was and you could see the TV from there. And they would go and stand and watch it. And I would put SpongeBob on it and I put cartoons on. I think it was the colors. Yeah. And because it's really got an upbeat energy to it. I think that's what they were drawn to. But the kids would watch TV in their room. And there was on more than one occasion, um, Josh and Caleb came and got me and said, you know, we'd looked outside and there was two things that were out there sitting like Indian style. Like they yeah. were watching into, you know, you, I don't know, it's a movie theater or what, but yeah. they were like sitting out there Indian style, looking in the window at the TV. Right. They and love they, it. They love it. They have the best time. They don't know what they're really watching, I don't think, but they sure have a good time. But there's all this colors <laughs> and high energy. And again, I'll put Sesame Street on for maybe they'll learn our language. Elmo. <laughs> My granddaughter's obsessed with Elmo's Dance World, so I'm sure they've watched a lot of Elmo. Yeah, but, put um, some learning things on for maybe they could learn, like, you know. Yeah, if they I mean, learn you never anymore, know. we're all in trouble. I mean. I know. But that, yeah, yeah that woman, know. she she had, you know, she lived out really far out on a farm. And she, she, had, she had a garden for them. They would come in and garden. Yep. And this this one man hunted her down. And he met him. He walked out of the, the house the one day. He She was in there with the females, the younger ones. And he walked out and he came face to face with the male. And he said it was not friendly. But I mean, he didn't, it didn't hurt him because she, she talked to it in clicking sounds. And she said she put a, she would put a uh, television out on the porch every night and every night, like clockwork, would just lit up with their eyes watching it. Christmas came every year and I haven't done it here. Like I have put like the lights on the porch and they like that. And my son, Caleb, the year put this blow up giant Christmas tree out there in a, in a, uh, polar bear blow up thing. And they really like that. But mm-hmm. when I was in Michigan um, on this one property, I would for Christmas, I took a boom box out there and played Christmas music. I'd put it out by the woods oh. and they loved it. And yes. I would bring out lights and toys and they had their own toys out there. It started out really simply with a, a little bucket and yeah. my daughter, Caitlin at the t- at that time she would get all kinds of little toys and stuff and put them in the bucket and we put a blanket out. We put them out in the woods mm-hmm. and the, the bucket stayed, but the toys left yeah. and the blanket, they would roll the blanket up. They wouldn't, they're afraid to take it. And so it why. was like, I don't know, that was in the summertime. And then we had, of course had Christmas. And then after Christmas, we went into the spring and um, we had the slab that had, concrete blocks cemented to it it used to be a lean-to for cattle from people that were there before and it was 
getting very bad. I wanted it pulled down. So we had pulled it down. So all that was left was a slab and these concrete blocks that were cemented to it. We had tried crowbars, hammers, everything. We could not get these concrete blocks off this slab. Mm-hmm. And we had a bonfire pit and the, the Bigfoots loved it. They were in that bonfire pit all the time and they would go. The woods was literally like maybe 15 to 20 feet from the bonfire pit, if that. And mm-hmm. we would do the bonfires and the whole woods would be lit up with eye shine. They loved it. That's and fun. so we got up one day and they had pulled off because I we were out there talking about it. They saw us trying to get them off. We couldn't get them off. I got yeah. up the next day and they had pulled every one of those concrete cement blocks off the foundation. I mean, we That's couldn't do it, but they did it. And they put it in a circle. So they were all touching in a circle. And then in the middle of the circle, um, that movie had been out, How to Train Your Dragon. And McDonald's had given out these McDonald toys. And one of them was the dragon. Mm-hmm. And Caitlin had put that in the bucket of toys. And they took these cinder blocks that they pulled up off the cement slab. And they put the cinder blocks in a circle that was very tight. Hmm. And then they put the dragon in the middle of it. Oh, my God. Like the fire. <gasps> yeah. Like the and, fireplace. Yeah. And gifted it back. Oh, it was pretty oh my funny. gosh. But we had nice. my... This My is what son. intrigues me about you, Robin. Um, huh? I don't know if anybody else has ever known that, but there's been a couple stories you've told different times, and you always tell the same story. It doesn't change. Yeah, because I can't and that's a key factor. Yeah, they, that's a key factor. How fluently somebody, you know, rattles off their their you know recounts yeah. their their story. And, yeah, and, and it's funny no. you say that because I've been told that I've had other people tell me story always stays the same and i'm like yeah it stays it stays the same because i can't change the truth but how fluidly you tell it too like that's when you can you can feel the truth you can hear it you know you can hear it when somebody's telling you that yeah yeah i mean it's it's i know like i listen to some of the things that i talk about on a podcast i think people are just gonna think i'm nuts Really? No. And I, I, I know I some of it do, sounds really far fetched, but it's it's yeah, still it does. the truth. I mean, it sounds far fetched to you me, know? and I live it. But it I mean, does to me too when I talk about the stuff I talk about, you know. Yeah. And the but I'm is, like, so, it's what happened. Yeah, that it's exactly it. And I I did the conference in Russia, in Siberia, mm-hmm. and I came back, and I didn't talk about anything paranormal there. It was all flesh and blood stuff, and you know, I came back and there was a few people that really slandered me because they couldn't believe I had that much contact. And I didn't upset me. It didn't hurt my feelings because while they're complaining and bitching that I'm not, you know, that I'm not legitimate, I'm out <laughs> in the woods with the Bigfoot. So, you yeah. know, whatever, you know, it's like, suck it. I'm out there with the foots. So <laughs> I, I yeah. really, I, I didn't do any conferences for a very long time and I didn't do any podcast or anything. I only started doing it because they, the Bigfoots wanted me to, they want people to know the truth about them. And I was like, okay, as long as you're okay with it, I will. So when I get asked to do podcasts, I get their approval. Like this is their information, not mine. Oh yeah. You know, I'm the messenger. It's their story. So if they tell me it's fine to talk, I do, but I did one conference in Georgia in Clayton, Georgia, and I'm scheduled to do it again. um, The 16th, I believe it is of of August or April. I'm sorry. And I was talking and Mike Carroll, who's become a very good friend and I absolutely adore him. He had asked that, um, could he had contacted me and I didn't know him at the time. He said, can I interview you after you speak? And I'm like, yeah, 
Mm-hmm. And I was supposed to speak at two different times. So I did the first one and it was like, I talked about flesh and blood with a little bit of paranormal because I wasn't quite certain how people would take it. And it was received relatively well. There's like three or 400 people there. So I was supposed to do it again that night. And it was a very small crowd that night. Most everybody had gone home and Mike was still there. And I started to talk and I know the exact second they hijacked my brain because all of a sudden it's like diarrhea of the mouth and it's all paranormal And in my head, I'm talking to them while this is coming out of my mouth. I don't even know what's coming out of my mouth at this point. And I'm like, you guys have to stop. People can't know this much information about you. And they're like, no, but they need to. And I'm like, you need to stop. Just get out of my head. Quit making me say this stuff. (laughs) And they finally backed off. And I mean, I was getting dizzy while I'm standing there. I don't even know what's coming out. And Mike oh, Carroll's God. sitting there with this giant grin on his face. And I, we get done. And he said, I knew the, the second they took over. Oh, he said, that was not no. even you. And I said, I know. It's their That's information. Great. You Did know. he ever record that? I don't, know if he re- I don't think he recorded it. I mean, he oh, knew about she, it. You we need to record some of these. Yeah. When you're it at was these pretty funny. But it's their story. And if, you know, I get asked to do different podcasts. And if they don't want me on that show, then I don't go. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's about That's it's neat. about the respect, you know, and um, it, it just it comes down to respect. It really and truly does. It's their story, not mine. I can't change it. I, I mean, know I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even try to. And, there, you know, after I did the one in Russia and I had people that were very supportive. I had a couple that weren't, you know, whatever. You know, You're always going to have what, that. Yeah, believe what you want. I'll go out and yeah. play with the Bigfoots and you can sit and spin because you've got nothing. I know how some of this stuff sounds. I know it I sounds know. crazy. And I used to, it, it wasn't that I got upset if people didn't believe me because that's never happened. I just figured that was fine. You know, I, I'm one that always believes and everybody has their own opinion and it's okay. They're entitled to it. Yeah. But I got to the point where as all these things would happen and it was like it was all bottled up. You know, like I had my inner circle that knew about it. I had friends that came over and experienced things at my house. So they knew about it. But I mean, as far as like putting it out there and doing all the podcasts and stuff, I just really didn't because I was like, you know, nobody's going to believe me anyway. And then I think I got to the point where I was doing so much work for them and with them and they were teaching me so much. And I just got to the point where it was like, I just don't care anymore. You know, I would never yeah. be unkind to anybody, even if they had different views. I got to the point where I look at it this way. When people are ready, when their energy and vibration is up high enough where it opens their mind up to the possibilities, then they'll know. If they're not ready and their mind is still closed, they're not going to believe anything I have to say. And I, I respect that completely. That's perfectly fine because obviously they're not ready for the truth. Yeah, You know, I don't try to persuade anybody. It's not my job to, to make anybody, nor do I want to make anybody believe anything they don't want to believe. The only thing I can do is share my experiences, share what I've learned and let everybody make their own decision. And I respect that. True. You know, Hey guys, we'll be right back after a real short break. Right, Pat, we were talking about a situation about somebody that was, you know, doing research and going into areas and they just really thought they, you know, had the world by the ass because they were getting all this activity. And I'm like, I saw Pat about it. I said, they don't want them there. They, mm-hmm. they put markers all over. They don't want them there, but he's there oh, anyway. Boy. Cause he looks at it that it's just a sign that they're there. 
And I, I'm really terribly wow. worried about his safety there. And Pat was talking to the foots there and they were just, you know, highly pissed and aggressive and everything else. It's just, yeah. you know, people don't listen. And I, I get a lot of people that when I talk to them, you know, I'm all for helping people and suggesting ways if they want to have interaction or whatever. But I really stress to people, so many people that contact me don't care if they have positive interaction or negative interaction. They just want something. They just want that moment where they can get a visual or they can interact or something. And they don't care mm -hmm. how they go about it and do it. And I stress to everybody over and over again, I sound like a broken record. You don't want the negative. You want the positive. And they're like, well, yeah, but if I piss them off, then I'm at least going to get contact. Yeah. You don't want it that way because that can not only end your life, but you're not going to have a good experience. You're not going to have continuing contact. You're blowing it for the future. Right. That's true. And, yeah. yeah. And you always want the positive reaction. You don't want the negative and people don't want to listen. You yeah. Know? I know they that's, just want that. That's the that, sad part. You yeah, know, if that, you're going to get interaction, build something that's solid, build something that's good. That's yeah, I know. Leave them some apples first. Yeah, bribe them I mean, with a bag of apples well we had a friend of ours and all they want are pears they bug him all the yeah. time that clan is so obsessed with pears and they kept we mentioning plant some pear trees for them and apple trees and stuff yeah yeah well they kept mentioning them or keep well mentioning? you know the one that in um one of the places in michigan one of the places that i lived at a friend of mine had 40 acres and I know they were there because I had seen them on her property. In fact, her and her husband were out in the yard talking. I pulled into their driveway and I saw one standing behind her. And I was like, Oh my God. I was like terrified. I was trying to figure out how to get her before, you know, cause it was that close to her. It could have grabbed her. Well, was it, it a it, bad it, one or a no, good one? it was, no, okay. it was nice. It was just, I oh. didn't want to frighten her, but she had this little mini apple orchard right on the side of their house. And there was probably eight trees there. And every year they just got loaded with apples. And her daughter said to me one time, she said, I said, wow, that's great. You guys have all these apples. She says, well, it's stupid because we never get any. And I said, what do you mean? She said, I don't know. Somebody steals our apples every year. She said, the trees will be ready to be picked. And she said, we might get a few off of it, but that's it. She said, we'll go out one day and every single apple's gone. That is terrible. They're such you know? thieves. Oh, yeah. And then she said she didn't it's realize they awful. had Bigfoots there. Mm -hmm. And we were talking about it because it was wintertime. And we I found footprints in the snow at their property. And then I followed the footprints and went down to this little stream that you had to cross. And it crossed there and it went into this big thicket of bushes. Mm -hmm. So I was telling them, I know darn well that's what it is. It's their portal. And the, yeah. And the daughter said that um, she was home alone one time. She was 13 at the time. And her parents had just ran into town. I mean, in town was literally a mile and a half. And they had, it was just this little tiny one horse town, you know, where you have a gas station, um, a family owned grocery store and a restaurant. <laughs> and Don't a forget the liquor place. store. You and know? the liquor store. That's the whole town. Yeah, yeah the bar and, or something. Yep. And so she was home by herself and she was watching TV and she looked over and there was a window on the side of the house where the orchard was. And there was one looking in the window at her. Oh Scared the, the Jesus out of that poor oh, child. Oh, she was terrified. But they had 44 or 40 acres. And her son went back to the back. A lot of it, they had rented out to be farmed. 
Mm-hmm. It was leased out. But then there was this one little part that had a bunch of pine trees and bushes and stuff. And it had a low spot that would pull water, like a little tiny pond that was about the size of a garage. Mm-hmm. And her son would go out there because they, the deer would come in to get the corn from the cornfield. And he would go back there and deer hunt. Right. And he was deer hunting and he saw one back there, scared him. It didn't ever tried to hurt him. I yeah. went out there. That was the place where I went out one night and then they took me through the portal to where they lived at. Oh, okay. Yeah. I remember that. That was, cool. yeah. That's so, awesome. I mean, where was that at? Yeah. What, what state was that in? Michigan. Okay. Michigan. Figures. Yeah. All the There's good stuff just, happens in Michigan. Yeah. Well, see, you're going to get to experience it. I know. I can't I know. wait. I'm so excited. There's so many things out there, I guess, that, you know, people just don't realize is there. And when your mind is closed, you can go out in the world and do your daily thing. And it's almost like you're blind to it. Yeah. But once that mind is open, you look at things differently and you see things that you never realized were there. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like the blinders are off. Like I have a picture of this tree. And I, I, it was just a random picture I took. I never expected anything in it. And in the leaves of the tree is this face. And I kid you not, my brother-in-law is a deacon of a church. You said it asked, to me. Yeah. And I yeah. said to him, what does this look like? And he said, that's the face of Jesus Christ. Yeah. Like, where did you take this photo? I said, at my house. Like, hmm. I always feel protected here. You know, yeah. Uh, but he didn't even hesitate when he looked at it. I said, Rob, what do you see when you see this picture? And he said, "That's the, fa- the face of Jesus Christ in a tree." Yeah, it I does. Said, yeah, it's just, it does look like it. I saw it. Yeah, it, and it it's crystal pretty- clear. There's no way to. It's not fuzzy. It's not distorted. It is crystal clear. It's just I know, and it seems like the more once your mind is open, like it just becomes more and more and more open. Like it just, it's just like you're just. Oh yeah constantly being exposed and, and shown more and more stuff. And it's it just, it's crazy how much is going on. And, and, yeah. you know, I just, I get overwhelmed with it sometimes. Sometimes I just sit there and I shake my head and I'm like, this is just, cr- it's impossible, but it's not, yeah. you know, it's but like, it, I, and you know, this stuff happens on a daily basis here. Yeah. And as much as it still happens, every time is almost like the first time. Because you just can't believe another thing happened. And <laughs> something you know, new. Said, yeah. yeah. And then Ryan's here now. And he's experiencing all these. Caitlin, my daughter, is experiencing all these things. And I have to give the guy credit. You know, he walked into a situation and he believed in the paranormal before he got here. He had had contact with BTs before he got here, not for long periods of time, but he had. And it was a very profound experience, but he got here and I almost feel like while he was open, you know, and, but I, he really got a paranormal rush. Like Mm -hmm. the, the night he got here driving down the road, he saw Bigfoot. Yeah. You know, and then he got here and it was like, all of these things going at one time. And it was like just a paranormal massacre of all of these things. So like, even though he believed these things, now he was seeing these things and it was almost like just an overwhelming amount for him. I can't imagine, but I got to give the guy credit. 
God, lo- I love this boy. And I call him a boy. He's a grown man. I'm just, you know, it's a I mom know, thing. I know, I do that too. Yeah, it's a mom thing. It is. But he's taken it like a champ. You know, Caitlin has been mm. around it her whole life. She's a little bit more relaxed. She's more like, yeah, whatever. You know, she grew up in this stuff. Yeah. You know, she would go outside and play her clarinet and the foots would walk, you know, all around the property listening to her. And she'd they, say, yeah. you know, so but I'm going to do, I'm going to be playing the violin for him and the piano. They love it. Play music for him. They love it. <laughs> I'm like, come on, Robin. love it. Yep. <laughs> we'll get out there. You can play the music. I used yeah. to be able to sing good. I'll sing again, but maybe I don't know if it sounds good. I know I did too. My voice is getting shot. I just, I can't, I, I don't know. know what's going on. My voice, I'm like, I can't even hit, I can't even scream normally mm-hmm. anymore. Like it's just stripped, you know? Oh, it sounds terrible. Yeah, me too. My pipes are definitely out of, out of shape. Yeah. We need to do voice lessons. Yeah. Take some voice. Well, you I know, a, I used to. I have I a thing think... for it. Do you want me to send it to you? I've got a link. It, it'll. Oh, yeah. Take into, it's a whole thing I ordered for Tristan um, two years ago. It, it's a literal program for voice lessons. Well, I used to sing professionally. Yeah, I'll I send did, it to you. Maybe it'll yeah, happen. I did it for years and I really enjoyed it. It didn't bother me to sing in front of thousands of people if they were strangers. I don't like singing in front of people I know. That's mm-hmm. my thing. But I really yeah, enjoyed it. I'm the same it. way. Yeah, I'm I recorded. Way. Yeah, I recorded a couple of CDs and they were well received. But I was a single mom with small children, and when you have singles, you have to go out and promote it and yourself. And I yeah. was unwilling to be away from my kids. I don't blame you. So you know, yeah. it is what it is. Had a lot of fun, made good money. Yeah, but I haven't sang yeah. in years. Like I do around here. Like if I'm doing something in the house and the house is empty and nobody's here. I cut loose. I'll sing, you know, as loud as I can. And the bird loves it. Oh my gosh. Our cockatiel loves it. But <laughs> you know, I don't like singing in front of people. I know people I don't know. I could care yeah. less because I'm not going to see them again. Same way. I don't mind, you know, strangers or people I don't know, but anybody I do know, I get really, even with my podcast, I don't like to tell people I know as much about it, but I, you know, other people that yeah. know it's great. I'm fine with that. You know, it's, I mean, I do tell some people that I know, but I'm just more self-conscious about it, you know? Yeah. But yep. yeah. Yep, I like to sing too. At least I did. I don't know. Lately, I just I'm questioning my 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 voice box here. Yeah. You know, well, I, I think as we get older, it just sounds more raspy. Yeah. You know, it drives me yeah. crazy. But we get yeah. all kinds of activity. Like we have the too many pigs go out in a pen in the backyard, and lately something keeps unlocking the pen. Every time I turn around, the pen's unlocked and they're loose. Yeah. So I now I've got this leash that I take out there and I just tie the door shut. So even if that gets unlocked, they can't get out. But the thing is the handle to let them out is probably four and a half feet off the ground. And these are mini pigs. They can't get up there to get it. Yeah. And it has to be slidden up and put up and then opened. Mm. I mean, you know, it's like, this is ridiculous guys. Come on, (laughs) work with me a little bit. You know, or I'll you need to put out some rules in Bigfoot language. Yeah, I, you know, I've told them before, like, you know, this is what you're allowed to do. This isn't what you're allowed yeah. to do. And, you know, whether or not they follow it is anybody's, you know, is anybody's guess. Well, if but... your dogs aren't getting killed and your pigs aren't getting killed and you don't have cattle disappearing and stuff, I think you're doing pretty good, you know. Yeah, I've been really, really so... fortunate. There is these people, um, we lived down 10 acres and behind us was a cattle farm. And the, the man that owned it was incredibly sweet Mm -hmm. very very sweet 
and his daughter was roughly my age and went to school and she was the mother of a very good friend of my daughter's. And we were talking one day and I used to find cow bones all over in my woods. Like just randomly I would find a cow bone Mm -hmm. or I'd find one in the backyard and I'm like, I have no cows, (laughs) you know, like what the hell? Just be glad they're not human bones. Yeah. And so I was talking to her one day and I don't, she said, oh, she had called me. She said, I wanted you to know my dad saw a huge male cougar going into your woods. Oh, geez. It was over by the cows and it walked and it literally jumped over the fence between their property and mine. And dad wanted you to know so you could be careful because it went in the back of your woods. Oh, my gosh. And I said, okay, I really appreciate it. She said, yeah. She said, we got all kinds of stuff lately. She said, and those coyotes are terrible. And I said, I haven't noticed any of the coyotes. And she said, well, if a cow dies, she said, dad takes the bulldozer and buries them back by, it's all the way to the back, which is over by where your place is at on their property, but it's by the fence line. And I said, oh, okay. And she said, and you know what? She said, he can dig that hole, you know, 10 foot deep, put, that cow in there and he said bury it all up and the next morning he'll go out there and the coyotes have undug it and dragged it off <laughs> now you tell me how many coyotes does it take to move you know a thousand pound heifer that's i mean seriously crazy. no drag marks no nothing it was the yeah what's like, dig yeah. it up and take and i'm like well i find all the bones for the cows in my woods like i have enough bones over there i could build one i wonder how they can i wonder how long something can sit that they can eat without getting food poisoning I have no idea. You know, I really, intru- yeah, I, I I've always really wondered intru- roadkill. Like, why don't these animals or entities or whatever, why don't they get sick from some of this stuff? Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's crazy. I really and truly don't know. That's weird. Yeah. Weird. It is very bizarre. But I had said to her, I, you know, one day I said, Are you missing any cows? And she said, Well, why, why we're missing cows? And I said, Because. I'm finding all the bones. Yeah. You know, like all the bones are in my house. <laughs> if you ever need them for a puzzle, I got them for you. I think that's hilarious. It's terrible, but it's just, yeah. you know, kind of par for the course for these things. But yeah, still, yeah, it's crazy. I don't know. I'm just kind of some of the stuff about them is just kind of odd. You know yeah. what I say I was taught. I talk about is I've learned it from the foots or I've experienced it that may not be the same experience that another person has. So there may be a different outcome on what they believe. I'm okay with that. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, all I can do is share my experiences, share what I've learned and people can take away from it what they wish. I've always wondered if we, we even go with a collective, like maybe we all belong with a collective. That, We're supposed you know, like to. Collective, We're supposed you know? to. There's supposed to be a collective. Yeah. Um, that's why it works so well for the Bigfoots is they work under the, the law of raw, which is the law of one. Right. So that everything goes into that collective. We're supposed to be doing the same thing. However, our people are too divided. We're not working for the collective. We're actually trying to just, you know, our people, the only thing they care about is themselves. And this is why we're failing. Well, that's been engineered to separate us in any way. Yeah, it has. Yeah. Right. Oh, I believe that. But the, the truth of the matter is we are not working as one. We are not working as the law of raw. We are not working as the collective and right. that's why we are failing as a species that's yeah. why our world is failing 
it's weakening everybody. It's it'd it be is. like a family it dividing really a family. It would weaken your family. Right. I believe that the government, what they've done with the families is the same thing, how they've made it so kids think they turn 18, they leave home, they go out in the world, they, you know, get their own little family going and everybody's separated. You know, instead of acting as a tribe and sticking together and being stronger, I think right, our government right. I mean, has engineered it so our, everybody believes they're supposed yeah. to grow up and leave home well, and be out on their own. Yeah. And you it, know? You know, then you get into the politics, which I won't do because I refuse to fight about politics no, with anybody. Either. But, you know, you get into our government and everything is, is subdivided. Yeah. They need, they need to dismantle the government, have one government for the people. Not this, this section, this section, this section, mm-hmm. this section, and we're all going to fight. We're all going to lie. And we're all going to manipulate, and it, it doesn't work. Yeah, it it clearly doesn't work. We're in worse shape than we've ever been in our lives, and there's no unity. There's no collective. There's nothing. It's very, very sad to me. It's working because for the ones that are engineering it. Yeah, you know? but I believe that our country and our people are better than this. Yeah, Not me only too. do we des- that we deserve better than this, but we are better than this. But I think nobody knows how to get it to work as the collective. And I don't have the answers. I, I clearly I don't. But I mean, yeah. you know, they need to work more as a collective because the in the you know the Constitution, the we the people. There is no we the people. The only thing that yeah. happens now is I the people, and we've got to get rid of that and go back to we the people. That's what you know, it was started as that's how it's supposed to be. But you've got so many groups now that they're, you know, these different groups of people that are all so into like their, their belief systems are so extreme that we're just not meshing anymore. Like never, you know, it breaks my heart. It really does. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, but like I said, it's been engineered that way to segregate us yeah. and that it's working for whoever's yeah. engineering this. It's working and they've convinced everybody that they're so big and powerful now that we're basically powerless. And I don't well, believe it's that like, at all. You know, the puppet and the puppet master. Mm-hmm. They've tricked us into believing that though. Yep. And it's you know, very I don't sad believe it's true. Because I really believe that our country as a whole are much better than what we're doing right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I, know, I mean, I do. And I have to have faith that at some point everybody will realize that. And that has nothing to do with the paranormal aspect. But, you know, I, I just I hope that it's sooner than later. Me too. But if there's if with our belief system, what we believe with God and the Lord and such this, I don't know if we're going to come back from this without you know, the gathering up and, and the return of God and that kind of, you yep. know, I don't know if, yeah. you know, it, it seems to me like this is supposed to continue to just decline until yeah. it, it's God himself that comes back to set it straight. So I don't know. Yeah. I mean, we'll have to see. It just, like I yeah. said, it depends on how accurate we are with our beliefs, you know? Yeah. So we'll have to see what happens. And hopefully, I mean, we'll probably be in this fight. So if we're alive. Well, the big battle's but, already started. Yeah. I'm According excited. to the foots, we are ahead of it right now. I'm we'll ready to, to armor up and get in the fight if I have to. Yeah. So. Yep. All right, Well, you. it's been fun, sweetheart. I love you, yeah, and I'm glad I you're doing you better. I'll call you tomorrow or, or message you. I'll be home. You know. Okay. That's working on weekend. You okay. can have a wonderful night. It's been fun on a show again. You too. <laughs> okay, baby. You. Love you. Bye-bye. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Bye-bye.
All right, my loves, that is it for tonight's podcast. That is a wrap. I want you guys to know, I don't know if you do know, I am on Apple, Breaker, Spotify. Oh my gosh, there's a bunch of them. I'm going to have to write them down and tell you the list next week or next time I'm on. Um, Also on YouTube. And I do have Facebook groups. One is called Cryptid and Supernatural Encounters. It's on Facebook. And I also have the In the Dark podcast is up on Facebook as a group. That one's not too bad. I don't really do much with advertising, but it, um, you know, it's just something I just want you guys to know. I am going to be posting. I have the the pictures up now that Robin was speaking about. She was talking about the, um, the video that she sent me earlier on the podcast about the, um, the, 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 uh, I can't talk tonight, geez, the UFO encounter that was out around her house. It, she has it and I have it up on the Facebook groups and also the pictures. So please check that out. It's on Facebook. Um, I really have to stop sending out personal emails to people with pictures. I'm getting too many requests for stuff. So I'm going to just try to turn it over to Facebook or possibly, um, YouTube, if I can get them up on YouTube, I'm not sure if I can. I'm not that savvy yet. I'm I'm still kind of learning all this, but they are up on the Facebook groups, uh, Cryptid and Supernatural Encounters, and also the In the Dark group on Facebook. So look for that and keep as much positivity as you can in your life, guys. Don't forget that. Say your prayers. You know, stay safe. Just, you know, find your, your little, your little mode of whatever makes you happy and focus on that. Even if you're dealing with depression or anything that's really bad or hard in your life, find something that makes you happy. It could be, I mean, just anything you can, if you, if you're doing something and you find that it really lifts you up, really start to focus on something like that. So it's really important. We all know that and learn it. Um, I will be putting the other part of this podcast that was on that I edited out, and I'm going to be putting that up in a day or two, um, and that's with Robin's uh, more her supernatural encounters, not the one. These are more like ghost demons and uh, uh, spirits that she's had encounters with. I want to make sure you guys have that and, and you guys get that. So look for it. It'll be up in a couple of days here. You guys stay safe. Take care, everyone. Talk to you soon.